please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we adore you. Lord, I pray that you would make your light um, all the more evident and warm to us tonight. And it's in your name and for your glory we pray these, these things. Amen. Please be seated. So I've seen those videos about 30 times by now, and they still make me laugh. They're just so, they're so great. They're so great. I love seeing the familiar faces, the faces that, um, that maybe we haven't seen for a long time, uh, new faces who've joined our community even in the last year or so. Um, so I, I hope that that's a blessing to you, and we'll make sure that those are available after today as well. So last weekend, our family uh, ventured to St. Paul to view this enormous light show that had just come to the Twin Cities, uh, this light show that was being projected onto uh, the cathedral in St. Paul. Unfortunately, though, it was a bit of a challenge to get there, and I've been talking to some of you who've, who've either succeeded or failed in, in getting there. Uh, it was a huge challenge to make it to see this light show. There was a line of cars that was uh, you know, several miles long, and we just sat there and waited and waited for our turn. But at one point, my wife uh, hopped out of the car. Uh, she ran into the side streets, uh, into the darkness. Uh, we said a prayer for her. You know, we're not familiar with St. Paul. We don't know what goes on in St. Paul at the night. We're like, hopefully mom comes back. And surely enough, after a few minutes, she emerged from the darkness, came into the car, and said, turn right over here, turn over here. And so we veered out of the line, and I'm sure we caused a lot of confusion to people who are around there. And we parked our car in, in one of the side streets. And as soon as we got up, there was this massive, huge hill. And you could just barely see at the top of the hill, kind of the, the darkest part, the, the top of the cathedral there. And so Molly was like, all right, follow me, let's go. And so we got out, uh, the kids grabbed some blankets uh, so that we could stay warm, because it was absolutely freezing. And we tried to claw our ways up this steep hill in the dark, and it was super hard. Uh, there were, there were um, like, like bushes that were super prickly and, and dry grass, and um, I'm, I'm sounding kind of like a, a wuss here, but um, <laughs> my pants were catching on the grass, and it was bothering me. It was very painful. It was super painful. That helps the story out, the, the more pain that I emphasize here. <laughs> but we, we were scaling this and uh, tripping our ways up this, this massive mountain. It was huge. Uh, in, the bit, in, the, in the pitchness of the black dark uh, as we scaled up the steep hill. But eventually we arrived. Eventually we got to the top of this hill. And all the nearby cars, as they got close to the church, were instructed to turn off their lights. So it was super dark when we got there. And all we could see was this, this black silhouette of a dark church. But then the show began. The, light, the night sky was pierced. And this kaleidoscope of light burst from the projector and just splashed color all over that mostly dark church. So that now it was glowing. It was emanating. And all the colors, they formed these images. There were passages of scripture that were up there. And they told the story of Christmas. They told the story of, of many of the scriptures that we read today that we've been reading all throughout Advent. We saw colorful scenes of, of Elizabeth and Mary. We saw angels visiting the shepherds. We saw the star of Bethlehem and the birth of the Son of God. It was so beautiful just to see that contrast of this glowing church cathedral against the, the backdrop of an almost black night sky. 
Well, tonight, uh, and I'll say tonight, even though it's two in the afternoon, but uh, tonight we are celebrating the, the exit of Advent. And Advent is that season of darkness that we're emerging from, uh, those four weeks or so, a season of mystery, a season of asking questions into the dark and awaiting the fulfillment of God's promises. And if anything, 2020 has felt like an Advent of Advents, hasn't it? Like all of us have been just hungering for change to come. We've been thirsting for, for um, freedom to come right now. In a lot of ways, this Advent has felt like an upward climb in the dark and in the cold. And we've been growing uh, in our desires of something new to emerge. This year, our entire lives have been reoriented around the ideas of straining and waiting and pushing forward and holding on to hope that salvation is near, hoping that we'll reach the crest of that hill. Well, earlier tonight, we sang, O come, a wisdom from on high, and order all things far and nigh. To us, the path of knowledge show and cause us in her ways to go. Well, tomorrow is Christmas. When we celebrate the fact, the historical fact, that God has pierced the night sky, and we, we uh, celebrate and read stories about a choir of angels filling the sky, the star of Bethlehem shining in the night sky. But more than that, we celebrate the gift of God's presence himself. In John's gospel, we read, the true light, which gives light to everyone, is coming into the world. We see the splashing, radiant colors and warmth and the brightness of his grace and of his love. Madeline Langle calls Christmas the irrational season when love blooms bright and wild. I love that, bright and wild. That's what we've been waiting for, the brightness and the wildness of Christmas. In other words, Christmas is that which defies all of our expectations. Now, that metaphor of, of climbing up a hill to, to view an illuminated church, to view the, the warmth of a church, breaks down in a couple of places. So it's not an entirely perfect metaphor. The problem of, my, of that metaphor, of that story, is that it was me, it was, it was my wife, it was my kids, it was us climbing a hill out of our own strength, out of our own effort. But in reality, the spiritual situation of humanity is actually much more dire than that. No, in reality, all of us are actually locked at the bottom of that hill. It's like we ourselves are imprisoned in the bottom of the hill. That great Lutheran um, theologian uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer describes Advent this way. He says, Advent can be compared to a prison cell. How true has that been this last month or so, right? In which one waits and hopes and does various unessential things, but is completely dependent upon the fact that the door to freedom has to be opened from the outside. You see, we ourselves don't have the effort or the ability or, or, or even the, the moral righteousness to, to move us up that hill. We're not able to free ourselves from the prison that we, are, that we find ourselves in. We all want to climb the hill. We want to bask in the warmth and the radiance of God's glory. But the reality is that we ourselves cannot be, where we cannot free ourselves. But again, the message of Christmas speaks to this. Because not only does Christmas tell us that God wants to be with us, this isn't a moment just for him to come and, and drop by for a little bit 
and then go home. No, Christmas reminds us that God comes into the world for a purpose. He's on a mission. He has things to do when he gets here. You see, brothers and sisters, what God came to earth to do is to free us from the prison that we find ourselves in. And I don't mean simply physically, but I mean spiritually, morally. And I don't know about you, but this, this whole last year has just caused all of these anxieties and fears and bad habits to sort of reemerge, to be tempted to, to step back into. This has been a, a dangerous season, I think, for all of us. But Christmas reminds us that God wants to free us from the prisons that we might find ourselves in. So what about you? Perhaps you feel like this last year has been a straining and a longing for God. Maybe this has been like a, a two steps forward and a three steps back kind of year for, year for you. And now maybe you feel stuck. Or maybe you feel like you're locked within this prison, a prison of loneliness, a prison of despair, a, a prison of just absolute exhaustion. Maybe you feel like you're losing your mind in the midst of all of this. Maybe you find yourself just absolutely desperate for true friendship. Someone who will actually listen to you. Someone who will care for you. Someone who will notice your needs and tend to them and ask you questions. Maybe you see yourselves wanting to be connected to a, a true community. A community of, of people who actually love you. Or maybe you feel stuck simply from the battles within. Well, friends, I invite you to call out to the Jesus who walks, to Jesus who walks among us this Christmas. Because Christmas reminds us that you are not alone. None of us are alone. Because when we call out and when we say his name, he will give the gift of his presence to us. Christmas proves to us that God breaks into our prisons and sets us free. He's the one who saves. So maybe you're sitting there, uh, uh, either here in the theater or at home right now, and you find that exceptionally difficult to believe right now. Well, I would invite you to, to actually join with us again this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we're going to be doing an online service, and, and many of you have submitted testimonies of, of the ways in which God has broken into the prison of this year, or just the, the prison that we morally find ourselves in. And as I've been looking at these videos, I've, uh, tears have been coming to, mind, or to my eyes. I've been just stirred up. My faith has been encouraged by what you all have been sharing with me. So again, if you find yourself um, imprisoned right now, join us on Sunday as we're gonna watch these videos, we're gonna watch these testimonies, we're gonna be reminded again that God has not left us alone, that he is truly with us in the midst of all the challenges of this year. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.